Welcome back to the Big Footy Blues podcast for the week heading into round 21. I'm ODN and I'd like to change things up a little bit, folks. Some issues transcend sports and entertainment. This morning we woke up to the news that Robin Williams had passed away. So in his honour, for the female members of our podcast, uh, this is a Robin Williams quote, if women ran the world, we wouldn't have wars, just intense negotiations every 28 days. What do you think <laughs> of that one, about that one, Mabby? <laughs> Oh, God, you caught me at the wrong time for that question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and uh, guys, this is for us. Uh, see, the problem is that God gives men a brain and a penis and only enough blood to run one at a time. Uh, oh, Shan Dog, HBF. G'day. <laughs> it's a very wise man, isn't he? Very true. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and for some of our listeners out there, this will, this will go out to a mortal tyrant and Bluebell who uh, actually won our poster of the month for being drunk. Um, being a functioning, functioning alcoholic is kind of like being a paraplegic lap dancer. You can do it, just not as well as the others, really. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so with that in mind, moving right along to a little bit of Blues News. News. Carlton midfielder Chris Judd will play on in 2015 with the Blues champion indicating his intentions to continue his glittering career into next season. Judd, 30, met with coach Mick Malthouse and interim chief executive Andrew McKay on Monday morning to outline plans to sign a one-year contract extension for a 14th season. Carlton big man Matthew Cruiser is hopefully returning from injury through the VFL this weekend. It's been a frustrating year for the 25-year-old who hasn't played since round one. Cruiser has been back running for a number of weeks and says on the whole his body is feeling good. So a couple of uh, good pieces of news here, folks. Absolutely. Jardy, I can't think of one person who goes for Carlton who's not over the moon over that news. It was a, it was pretty um, it was it was a, it was a nice little lift. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty crappy day yesterday, and that was a nice little lift. So, um, and um, yeah, I was interested to see that he said that uh, he'd pretty much he'd given it away, even as as um, only about a month ago, he is still determined that he was going to um, retire, and um, he's had a change of heart, and it's the form on the field, and basically. Um, Seeing that, well, playing in a team where everybody wants to win, um, and I think after watching Carlton the last few years and seeing how inconsistent we can be, the fact that Juddy thinks we've turned some sort of corner in that regard is um, is heartening. What I found interesting was he kept saying that circumstances had changed, but no one really questioned him on what he meant by that. So mm. to me, that means more than just like we started winning, <clears throat> um, because he could have just said it like that. There's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. I wish they would have asked him, but maybe they agreed before he went on that they wouldn't follow that line of questioning. I'm not sure. 
yeah, you, you'd have to think it's got to be more than just you know our form over the past few weeks has changed his mind. It, I completely agree with you. Maybe I, I think something's going on behind the scenes, and for him to change his mind um, over it, you'd have to think it's um, something fairly significant. Well, yeah. Um, well, we, what are we thinking? Are we are we thinking list wise or anything else off field? I I, um, I get the impression that. With the changes that we've had in like the recruiting department, um, Mick Malthouse coming to the team, Judd sort of sees the the future of our team being in a, in a really upward trajectory where previously he might not have been so, um, I don't know, enthusiastic or optimistic about it. So, um, I don't know, I hear um, from Mark Smurf as well um, that he's talking to Boyd for us. He's the guy who's selling the club to Tom Boyd from GWS to try and get him to come over. So mm. if he's doing that and he's the guy who um, is, you know, chiefly running that, not not Andrew McKay, not the, the CEO, not the president, um, that tells us that, I don't know, he's, he's, he must be in a really good place when it comes to how he feels about Carlton and the team, especially to turn around and say he's going to play again next year. So I just think it's really positive. I think, uh, you know, we, we might be going back to the old... Uh how we got Stephen Kernan to the club. We got oh, you know, Bruce, Dill. Bruce Dill to give him a call. Maybe said about five words to Sticks, but still got, him. <laughs> got, got the job done. <clears throat> sure did. So, look, you know, we all know that, you know, Tom Boyd was a massive Carlton supporter this time last year. So I think, you know, getting a phone call or whatever it is from, from um, Judd would help no end. So, look, maybe it's that. Um, who knows? But, Geez, um, having Tom Boyd play for us next year, if it happens, just yeah, it would be amazing to to see that. Yeah, we still got to get a deal done if Boyd wants to come, and uh, we're still going to have to satisfy GWS, and it's hard to see how we're going to do that because all the people we're thinking about, um, from what Judd was saying, um, you know, most of them are, seem like they're sticking around the club, so. Um, I guess it's going to be an interesting off-season for us. Oh, look, I think so. Um, I mean, we, we're sort of getting off the subject here, but, like, I mean, this year's draft sort of, you know, it's probably a top five or six, and then it, it's really even after that. So, you know, maybe the club's going to say, well, look, let's have a real dip at trying to get a couple of established players from, from other clubs, and if it means we trade out some early-round draft picks, then, you know, maybe that's what we do. Um, but just, yeah, getting Boyd to the club, you know, if he said he wants to come to Carlton, and you know, I've posted on Big Footy a bit that you know, whilst he's still whilst he's still under contract at um, GWS, it might be worth uh, might be might be better for GWS to actually trade him whilst he's contracted, so they get a better deal for him. Yep. If they wait till next year when he's out of contract, then they really don't have as much sort of control over him. So, be interesting to see what happens come um, you know trade week or trade however long it is this week, and, and free agency. So I'd suspect we're going to be a very, very big player. I did put my thoughts down um, on the rumour thread, and I've said I think this is the deal that's going to happen. It's going to be Henderson, Casbolt, Garlett, Robinson, and pick six for Boyd, Shield, Hoskin Elliott, Plowman, and pick 20-something, whatever GBOs, GWS have got. I, think, I would vomit. Do that deal. With Henderson. <clears throat> if anyone even says Henderson, I will vomit. And somebody threw up Simpson's name and I nearly cried. So everyone just shut up. Yeah, I look Stop I, trying I, to take all my players. Look, I, I actually responded to that post and I, I thought 
you know, even mentioning Simpson, I think would, you know, rip the heart out of the club if we traded him. So uh, there's definitely some untouchables and certainly um, Simpson would be one. And uh, I'm sorry, Shan, but I, I think Hendo might be another. You just, you just, I don't think you'd trade those sort of players. I, I know we've got to give something to get something, but um, yeah, I, I really hope it's not Hendo. That was a bit more trolly than serious, but yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's uh, time to move on to the weekend wake. This is the weekend wake. On Saturday afternoon, Carlton 14-13-97 defeated Gold Coast 8-10-58. Goals for Carlton, Wait 5, Bell 4, Judd 2 and singles to Thomas, Gibbs and McLean. Best for Carlton, Judd, Wait, Simpson, Thomas, Gibbs, Murphy and Bell. Injuries, Yaron with a calf injury. Um, folks, we all said uh, around about five goals last week and uh, they panned out pretty well for us. How do you think the game went? Well, we're all geniuses, obviously. Obviously. Shandog wasn't, Shandog wasn't here, so present company excluded. I agreed totally on the other end. <laughs> so how did we see it? Oh, game of two halves. I thought we were very good in the first half and fairly atrocious in the second. So, um, look, good, good, good to have a win. Pretty good team performance, I thought. I thought, you know, probably 16 or 17 out of the 22 played well. Um, you know, really good to see Wait step up again and kick kick five. Um, you know, to, as you said, ODN, um, you know, Thomas, Murphy, Gibbs, Bell, you know, all played really well. Um, I was going to comment on uh, Sheehan, but I might let uh, maybe uh, comment on him. I thought he, was, <laughs> thought he was really good. Just look, just look, I, I took out of it just a really good team performance um, and hopefully we can take this into Friday night against Geelong. How good is Sheehan? Very, he can, very his good. His left foot is so good that Papa Home is trying to bring back the wolf for him. So every time he <laughs> kicked the ball, dad would be like, wolf, and no one would join in. And I'm like, Homer, seriously, give it a rest. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> he can bloody kick. And there's just something about the Irishmen that they're just not afraid of a contest. They're not afraid to get in there. That bounce looked disgusting. <laughs> but I'll ignore that because his thighs are delightful. Oh, they're massive. Um, I was oh, in, God. oh my, wow. I just wanted, they were good. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but far <laughs> out, he is a delightful looking fella and he do can wanna, play. Do you want to take a break played... there, I'll be back in five. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that annoyed me was, um, I don't know, there was some point where he misread the play and he ran in the wrong direction and a guy two rows behind me started abusing him. And so I turned around and abused him right back because he'd only played 14 games prior to this one. So I think he's doing a bang-up job already, and I hope he stays in for Friday night. The game itself, the second half was dead boring. Um, I hated it. I know people are saying that they feel like that was Mick's plan to tell them to take their foot off, but I doubt Mick came out at halftime and said, kick to the opposition and fumble all the time because that's what we were doing. Um Nick Graham did really well, I thought. I got very frustrated, and I think so did he, because he was continually finding space and making leads and getting ignored, and then it resulted in a turnover a couple of times. Sorry, Doherty, but I mean you. My apologies. Um, 
But yeah, we won. What can I say? That's it, really, isn't it? Bit disappointing to see Yaron limp off so early as well. I thought he might have. He was matched up on Benel for a little while. It just looked like it would have been a really good contest um, to see, but sad to see him go. Probably out for the year. Um, but anyway, bring on Geelong. Over to you, Shan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna actually ask a couple more questions rather than make a bunch of statements. I think Meb wrapped it up really well. Um, there's a couple of things that I sort of was asking myself after the game, and that's what what does what does Allard bring really? Um, I'm not as critical as some people are on the forum about his him and his role. I think he does a good job for what he's supposed <clears throat> to do, but I just wonder whether or not um, there's a place for him next year, and whether we should be replacing him already with someone else. Um, and I was wondering whether or not that was the Dale Thomas that we can expect as a as a minimum as well. Um, he had another great game, and, and it, it was really good to see. Um, and Sheehan as well. Are we going to see him for the rest of the season? That was that was the sort of things that stuck out to me after the, the, the end of the game. So, you know, it was great to have a win, but those are the questions I'm left with. Um, look, I'll take Allard, um, if you guys don't mind. I, I actually don't mind um, Allard as a, a probably a, a depth player. Um, depending on what happens with Garland and, you know, if you believe what you're hearing, he might sort of be already on a plane back to WA. I think I think Allard can fill that sort of small forward type role that can go into the midfield from time to time. I I I just like him. I think there's there's something about him. He'll always give you hundred and ten percent. So look I'd I'd certainly persist with him. I I think there's other players on the list that probably could go before him. It was great to see um, Nick Graham play a full game as well, wasn't it? Well, essentially a full game after getting the bloody sub vest again. So that was. Great. I didn't. I didn't jinx it this time. <laughs> no, but it's the second time where he's been pulled in Come quite on. early because of a, an injury to someone, and it was. It was. Yeah, it was quite upsetting to see it happen to Yaron because um, he's he's been bloody good this year. Yeah, there, there was some somebody on the boards actually did call it this time that he actually said I'm I'm hoping for an injury so Graham can get on again, um, so it wasn't me. So oh, I'm did they? Say, yes, they did. Um, so I wasn't the jinx this time. But um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm looking at the Carlton website and they're saying that um, Chris Yaron is not as bad as at first as first thought and he's expected to line up this Friday night. So oh, it's a bit sus mm. with a calf, isn't it? Yeah, is that a good also, idea? Well, I don't know. I'm just. That's, this has come from Andrew McKay, so yeah. this is um, this is five thirty today. I'll blame you if he plays and is injured again. You do realise that? No, you have to you have to blame uh, Andrew McKay. I mean, I'm I'm no doctor, but I'm pretty sure, in my medical opinion, he shouldn't be playing. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, well, I'm I'm no doctor, so I don't know what a half grade soleus strain is, but uh, that's what oh, it is. It's a mi- it's a minor muscle in the in the in the calf. So there you go. So think, not as. I think we need to find where Bluebeard's gone and maybe um, get his opinion. He was always really good for um, players' injuries back in the day. So, yeah, I wouldn't know either. I only just learnt the other day the difference between anterior and posterior. So, don't rely on me. (laughs) We we won't. We we didn't. We never do. Never have, never planned on it. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I think uh, moving. Look, yeah, as as you guys said, um, good first first half. Lots of intensity. That's why we want to play all the time. Second half, 
Gold Coast never really challenged us, so we, we had no need to uh, kick back into that gear. It was just – but I just, I've just got to make special mention, Tommy Bell, all four of his goals were pretty oh, spectacular. Whoops. How did I forget him? I said he was the best on the ground. He was pretty amazing. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just from everywhere. So, uh, you know, the first one he burst through a tackle. Uh, ran into the open goal, then he snapped on his left, then he snapped on the right, and then he, then he threaded the eye of the needle on the boundary. So uh, very surprising for somebody of, um, uh, let's say, uh, somewhat dubious kicking skills on occasion. Yeah, that little uh, that little pirouette he did between two G- um, Gold Coast players was pretty pretty impressive. Um, I think once, he's, once he retires, he has a place on the, the national ballet scene to get on to, which is good. <laughs> it was really impressive, and he had a great game. Um, it was really good to see. I, I was just um, uh, looking up the stats, and one thing that, that, that caught my attention, um, Belly, 84.2% disposal efficiency, which is really good for him. Um, I think he's, especially his kicking has been down. I read in an article around the 50% mark for a lot of his career, so that's reflective yeah. of, of um, a much better job he had or much better game that he had uh, last week, as opposed to Brock McLean, 38.5% disposal efficiency. I know it's not the be-all and end-all, that figure, and, you know, there's a lot yeah. of things that, you know, you've got to take into account with that, but that that's pretty shizen. We, we, we might have a chat about that later, hey? Yeah, sure. Um, all right, uh, coming up next, it's On Fire and Under the Pump. Okay, it's on fire and under the pump once again. We haven't done that for a little while. And um, this week, um, HBF's going to do both for us. Uh, what have you got for us as far as um, on fire, HBF? Uh, yeah, look, I thought I'd have a look at Jared Waite uh, over his last three weeks. Uh, he's come back. He was a late replacement for Brock McLean in the North Melbourne game. Um, I just wanted to have a look at his last three weeks, and they've been really impressive. He's uh, 19 disposals, 11 marks, 6 tackles and 4 goals against North. Um, against Freo, he had 19, 7 marks, 4 tackles and 3 goals. And on Saturday, he had 22 disposals, 9 marks, 4 tackles and 5 goals. So, you know, his his last three weeks have been ultra impressive. Um, the other thing I, I noticed over that last three weeks is that he's actually only given away one free kick which I think for Wade is actually not a bad effort given sort of what he's like out on the field. Um, you know, there's been some debate um, about what we're going to do with him next year. And I think if we can bring this sort of performance um, to the to the game each week, uh, you know, I think it's pretty obvious what we'll do. I, I think in my opinion, what we should do is, is give him a, a one-year contract with a, a minimum game threshold he needs to reach in uh, next year and then if he reaches that then that triggers the second year of his contract but look uh, ultra ultra impressive from him um, the last three weeks um, I think I've said on one of the podcasts that I think we're a much better team when he plays well and you know you have a look at how well we've gone over the last three weeks um, that's that's my on fire what, what do you guys think you got anything else to add no I completely agree with that he um when when good Jared Waite turns up, as everyone would probably relate to, 
then then Carlton plays really really well, and um, I think it's just one of those great shames, those great tragedies that that we can't seem to get him every week to come and play like he has the last few. Um, but uh, again, um, not to hijack what you're just talking about, um, Mark Smurf, who as we all know is is a bit of a uh, has a lot of good inside information. He actually has passed on on the forums and to me as well a fairly definitive weight will stay. Um, for next year, Yay! so yeah, that's it's good news. Um, let's hope that um, he can carry on with his form through the preseason, have another good preseason, and and um, get stuck in a round one next year. Um, we hit the ground running, and yeah, he can be all the difference. Really, um, he's that important. I, I I love Wadey, and he's one of the most exciting players to ever walk through the gates of Carlton. Um, you know, um, he, he just has that X factor, and um, he, he straightens the team up, and he provides so much. And he's a son of a gun, as we know. And you know, um, it, it seems to be you know there's a little bit of discussion on the boards today. It seems to be if you get over the age of thirty and you're showing some inconsistency, then they want to put you out to pasture. It's what we've got. 38 people, players on our main list, on our senior list, and six rookies. There's a lot of space there, people. They're not all going to make the starting 22. Um, is, there's a, a little bit of room for passion and emotion in this game. And, you know, stop trying to, trying to retire. You know, players that mean something to the heart and soul of the club. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, that mark that he took that, where he, like, dived for the ball and just got it as it went over the line... My God, that was exciting. And there's we don't have that much to get excited about this year. Yep. So can we just be excited about the, the players who um, came to us when we were kind of at our lowest ebb ever yep. Yep. and have have done amazing things for us even when we didn't have anything amazing to write home about. And, I mean, he played, what, the day after his father died and turned uh, in one of the best performances ever? Day off, I think, maybe. The day off? I like think he, so. He, I think, is a hundred percent Carlton, and for us to to ship him off or not keep, not meet him halfway with with what he wants would be really upsetting for me. Yeah, I think there's 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 other players who are probably um, under a lot more scrutiny, rightfully so, than those two. To be honest with you, I'm sure we'll talk about some of them. We may do that. <laughs> All right, um, HBF. What have you got for under the pump? Uh, yeah, look, under the pump, I, I wanted to have a look at Brock McLean. Um, I, I guess, look, all, all I've done is I've gone back over the last couple of weeks for Brock, and look, I appreciate that he that he started as the sub against Frio, but he only had two touches in that in that last quarter, which you know, didn't have any impact over the game at all. Um, and against Gold Coast, he only had thirteen touches, and I think. If I memory serves, I think I'd say at least four to five of those probably came in the last quarter without actually looking at the stats. So, you know, when the game was, you know, there to be won, you know, he just just didn't seem. Um, he's, I actually think he's gotten slower <laughs> as the years gotten on, um, and I just I just don't see the benefit of playing him when I'd be amazed if he's there next year. Um, Look, everybody knows how much of a Patrick Cripps fan I am, and I think <laughs> I think him not playing because McLean's in the team could be, you know, hindering his development. Um, so, look, I, I really think, you know, it's a bit of a almost a line in the sand here for 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 two parties here. One would be Brock to see what he can get out of the rest of the year, and two would actually be the Footy Club to see whether they actually 
you know, want to make a tough decision and say, look, Brock, you know, maybe your, your time's come. We want to we want to get some games into, you know, Cripps or even Holman, who's shown, shown something at VFL. Um, look, he's he's done more than what I ever thought he would when he was playing at um, Preston. You know, I thought he was, I thought his career was over and then he just managed to give it a kickstart a couple of years ago. And look, he has been good for us, but, I just, I just don't see what he really brings to the table. Um, move now and moving forward. Um, One thing that struck me was um, that he didn't just look slow, as in running wise, but he looked slow decision making wise, and much slower than what he normally does. He looked a little bit lost. Looks a little bit disinterested. He looks mm. a little, look at, like he's going through the motions. Is, is he's out of contract this year? Is he? No, yeah. he's got another year, doesn't he? I thought he activated his mm. his extra year clause. Oh, oh look, okay. I thought he only had rolling one year deals. I didn't realise we'd I didn't realise he had a an activation clause in his contract. Yeah, um, that's what that's what I've read. Um I don't know maybe Ed Sale posted that. Um I could be wrong, I don't know. But that's I thought he was I was under the impression that he's already under contract for next year. Well, if he does have another year then he's he'll find form again next year, won't he? Because that's generally mm. the way it goes last year of the contract. So Anyway, it uh, looks like Brock McLean, um, HBF, is watching you. Well, <laughs> I am. That's a bit creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's actually watching Crips a little more closely than he's watching Brock, but. <laughs> <laughs> one with admiration, one with stabby one with intent. Lust. <laughs> lust, I think, not admiration. <laughs> <laughs> Between uh, all of that, I don't know how it's time to do anything else during the day. Yes, yeah, not much. <laughs> Cripps is a big strapping lad, and he has good hands. So there you go. Oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> boom, Tish! That's good. <laughs> uh, all right, so I think we're going to move on really, really quickly. Next up, it's list it, love it, or leave it. List it, love it, or leave it. Uh, yes, good. it's list it, love it, or leave it time again, and uh, we're going to go with the next five in our numerical chain. Uh, first up is number 37, Jared Kasia. <sighs> yeah, good mm. question. It is. It. It's a good one. Injured again. Poor bugger. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, maybe, in, maybe in HBF, you guys get to a lot of the, um, um, the VFL games um, and probably can give us a lot better insight on how he's going, I guess. So what do you guys think? Well, he injured himself um, a couple of weeks ago. I think he's had shoulder surgery recently. Um, Prior to that, he was his usual self, but I think others have leapfrogged him. I don't, even if he wasn't injured, I I don't see him working his way back into the team, unfortunately, but that's just my opinion. HBF might see it differently, but um, I mean, I don't, with with some of the players that we've already got in our side, I don't see what he could add that would improve us. Yeah, look, I, I probably agree with you, maybe. I, I think, yeah, I think he's sort of treading water and, you know, other players have gone past him. We can, we've sort of seen what Jared can do at senior level and whilst he's not terrible, I'm just not sure what else he, he adds. I mean, if he's going to play that run with 
type role, which, you know, he did with some success. You know, we've already got, you know, um, Kerno doing that and whether Carazzo goes around again next year. I mean, we can't, we can't play three of them and I'm not, I'm not sure he's, um, yeah, I'm not sure if he's skillful enough to be in like an offensive um, midfielder. So unless the club think they can maybe turn him into a, you know, a small defender that releases um, Dylan Buckley or Doherty through the midfield, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, look, I, I think he might find it hard to retain his place on the list next year. Um, yeah. Well, you know, he's a he's a depth player at best at the moment, and he does give a fairly good account of himself when he does play in the seniors. But as you said, you know, is there a place for him, and will there be a place for him going forward? Um, this is his second stint at Carlton, and you know, credit to him for for fighting his way back and going to the sample and um, and doing fairly well and, and getting back. But uh, fair to say, he hasn't grabbed that opportunity um, with both hands. So. Uh, it's. I guess I'll be guided. Whatever the club decide to do is fine with me. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a shame. I really like that. I really like him as a player. He um he's really hard at it. He didn't seem to have bad skills. He seemed to have a little bit of pace about him. I'm not really sure where it's all gone wrong. Um, so I guess I don't know. For me, for, you know what? I'm just going to throw in a love it. I'll keep him, and we'll see how it goes next year. Yeah, good on you. Uh, next up, number 38, Jeff Garlett. Poor Jeffy, hey? I think he's gone, unfortunately. I yep. would love, absolutely love to keep him at his best. He's he's great, and we've seen what he can do, and I think a lot of people have forgotten what he can actually do because it's been a while since we've seen it. He's certainly not setting the world on fire at VFL level. Like He's really not doing anything that's worth mentioning, um, but unfortunately I think he's he's going to go home. Do you think that's uh, through his own own choice or the club's though, maybe? I think it's through his choice. Yeah. That doesn't look like he wants to be there? No, absolutely not. Like, I mean, he still, you know, will kick a goal here and there and he's, all that sort of stuff, but he just doesn't look like his heart's in it. Is this an Eddie thing? It could be an Eddie thing. It's how I feel about most things that I go about in my life. Now that Eddie's gone, <laughs> I certainly don't don't work as hard. Or <laughs> uh, I think that could be part of it. I think there's other things in his personal life that are going on that could also contribute to it. Um, and I, I like I wish him all the best. And I, I mean, I'd love to see him get back to where he was last year. He's he's great, but maybe it's best for him and for the club if he goes elsewhere. I think what he what he shows at VFL is um, like glimpses of what he can and can't do, but it, they're really fleeting. Like you, it's almost like you just, you're just going through the motions for the Northern blues. And then all of a sudden you sort of seem uh, just a little glimpse of what he can do. So yeah, look, I think he's, I think he's gone. Um, unfortunately, cause at his best, he's one of the best small forwards in the game, but he just, for whatever reason, just hasn't clicked this year. So um, yeah, look, I dare say he'll probably find his way back to, um, to Western Australia, I, I can't help but wonder if um, if Jeffy is one of those players that uh, Juddy thought maybe he wasn't trying his best to win 
Um, you know, we know he can. He, he, he does fade out a lot, and there, there have been players over the years that have faded out. Uh, when he's on, he's really on, and I don't want him to go anywhere. I don't want him to be playing like that against us either. I don't want to see him uh, hurdling a Carlton player in an elimination final and running into an open goal. Uh, <laughs> and then we'd all be yelling at Tui for not minding him. <laughs> <up probably. laughs> yeah, Tui's fault. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know... What can you do? It's a little bit untenable the way it is. If he if he doesn't want to be there, he doesn't want to be there, and and um, um, he's he, he's off. And it does look that way. But you know, maybe his issues are temporary, and maybe he does want to stay at the club. Who knows? But uh, you know, we will get something for him. Yep. Fair, fair enough. I think. Okay, moving right along. Number thirty nine, Dale Thomas. Well, Mick loves uh, him. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> How do Carlton supporters feel? He's getting better and better every week, I think. He's getting better Look, for, like, fitness base. He's getting better at doing what we need him to do. If he's got yeah. maybe support, then I'm with him too. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I haven't just, given it to him either. Yeah, exactly right. If he's turned maybe, then then he's done well enough in uh, my books as well. <laughs> no, she did not give it up easily. That's true. <laughs> I never do. I never do. <laughs> but, um, yes, he, I'm, I'm liking his uh, sweeping in the back line, uh, how he's getting back to help out. He's uh, he, he seems to sum things up really well. He seems to hit his targets. So um, with uh, when Andrew Walker comes back into the team, then maybe he walks his uh, headed up forward with, um, with maybe – Daisy playing uh, on the wing and fighting back to help out in the back line and, and distributing from there because uh, he does it better. And uh, and um, he also kicked a, a reasonably long goal, so he showed a little bit of penetration um, on the weekend. So Yeah, everything has improved, hasn't it? It's been good to see over the course of the year. Yeah, and, and look, you know, he hasn't, uh, his ankle hasn't fallen off um, uh, much which it goes totally against, flies in the face of um, all predictions during the off season. So, um, and you know, to to get those games out of him and to actually, you know, get a bit of miles into the legs and him just starting to get a little bit of confidence and feel like he's finding his place in the team. I can't help but think every time he actually does something good or kicks a goal or something like that, Mick's sitting up there going, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> the, pressure, the pressure on Mick for bringing him across has, has been enormous. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think everyone who supports him as well as big footy posters, every time he does something good, cheering, happy, yeah. <laughs> furiously typing away, going, see, I told you, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, he's, he's staying and love him. Um, moving on to number 40, Michael Jamison. Oh, love. Who doesn't love Jamo? Key forwards. Uh, key forwards. That's who don't love Jamo. <laughs> oh, poor Tish. <laughs> oh, God. I'm glad you find yourself I'm trying to out. fill in for Happy Dude. Yeah. Hang on. This is... <laughs> This is a Robert Williams tribute show, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Jamo's a legend. He's doing very, very well. He's he hasn't had, I reckon. I don't know. Would everyone say he's had one of his best seasons? I thought he's just been down a little bit, but but Carlton hasn't been disadvantaged by that because we've had Roe come through as well, and so as a whole defensive unit, they're looking great. Jamo might be, um, ha, might have hit his peak 
Um, and then slightly beyond the other side of that at the moment, though, still a very, very good defender for mine. So I, I say love him. Uh, keep him around as long as he can. Uh, no, no disagreement from me. I, I think he's very dependable down back and he's had another pretty consistent year and he's probably um, helped Rode down there as well, having a defender like him yeah. um, down there to learn the ropes off. Um, so nothing other than some serious man love from HBF. So all good, Jamo. I think uh, I also think, think Rose's ability to, um, to to play one on one has actually helped Jamo to uh, it's freed him up on occasions. He's not he's not taking the the, the number one man every time, um, and um, you know he's starting to get a little bit of his old I, I, just the way he reads the ball and he runs off his opponent after the, after creating the contest and stuff like that. He's starting to get a little bit of that back again. So yep. it's 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 you know I I see him as still being pretty close to the peak of his powers. Um, okay, uh, moving on to number 41, Levi Caswell. Oh, look, what what an improvement he's shown this year. I mean, you know, we all, we've all we always known he can take a mark and some of the marks he's taken this year have been quite brilliant. I mean, that mark he took against Hawthorne was, um, you know, right out of the top shelf. So, um, it's trouser tightening. It was good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, that's that's the flavour of the month in the rumour thread at the moment. So, like uh, we can see we can see Shandog on uh, on video tonight, folks, and there are, there are no trousers. <laughs> <laughs> if if there were, they'd be tight. HBF, please continue your profound thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, I really don't know how to follow that. Um, look, I, look, he's he's really um, tidied up his kicking as well. So. Um, look, I think we've got a, you know, a really good future centre forward in our hands. You know, if you can keep improving the way he's improved over the last 12 to 18 months, um, yeah, we really could have a good one. So definitely a whole lot of love for me, from him, and he's not going anywhere, I hope. Yeah. I, I love him, but the thing that annoys me about him is he can't have, well, it's very rare that he has a game where he can mark and kick in the same game. Like he, uh, over the last few weeks, he's done one but not the other. He was pretty good against Hawthorne. Yeah, he's had a couple of games where he's I done said well. Not often. But yeah, not oh. often. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just annoys me. But I think he's on the right track and he's doing well. Um, people are freaking out because his manager rejected um, our offer, but that's just negotiation, so I'm sure he's not going anywhere. What, what do you guys think if, um, I mean, the rumour was dropped that... Um, Casbolt was one of the guys that we'd look to trade for Boyd as part of some sort of package deal. Um, as long as the, the the package was sort of reasonable uh, and understandable, what, what would you guys think about that? What would they want with Casbolt? Um, I mean, that's a very good question. I don't really know. To replace, to replace Boyd? But, no, well, that's yeah, weird. Um... Just keep Boyd then. <laughs> well, well, they, well yeah. they got... Pat, they got Patton and Cameron, and also um, oh, who did they take the first round uh, last year? McCarthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they, they've got some tall forwards. Uh, exactly. What are they yeah. having? Well, they have an excess, and, and if Boyd, if Boyd says I want to go to Carlton, then that changes that changes the whole landscape of the issue completely. Because then you have a player who wants to leave the club and is not going to be, you know, playing a hundred percent for that club. That that's essentially what yeah, it comes course, down to. So I don't see what they're going to do with Casbolt. If they if they wanted a player that fulfilled one of their needs, then sure. But if they're just getting Casbolt, then it's just adding 
more to their tall forward stocks yeah. who are going to get disgruntled and want to go elsewhere. No, I, I agree. I think there's better fits. Um, if, there, if there is a trade to be done between, for, for, uh, for Boyd um, and GWS, there are better players from Carlton to go there that would fit both needs or, you know, something that Carlton would have enough of that is disposable and something that GWS would want. And I know this is a very unpopular opinion, but I'd say Cruiser as an example. Um, Honestly, I'm not even going to... Oh, my God. <laughs> the way uh, the way Jody was talking, I don't think Cruiser's going to be the one. No, and probably... And that's a great thing. Um, I hope he stays at the club and is a one-club one player. Um, if I was GWS, I'm trying to put myself into their shoes, I could see what they'd ask for, and it wouldn't be Casbolt. It'd be someone like Cruiser or Walker. Well, I'd slam so. the door in their face if GWS was asking me if I was Carlton. That's, I'd say, yeah. be on your merry way, GW jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good. No, um, so I, I can see, I don't know, it's, it's, such, it's so tricky and I'm really looking forward to seeing what the outcome of this is. It's pretty exciting, I think, anyway. But, um, you know, if it was up to me, if uh, unless there was a, like an amazing offer that, you know, there's still good, you know, make him an offer he can refuse, then, then <laughs> I'd, be, uh, <laughs> I'd be keeping Casbolt every day of the week. <laughs> How many of those uh, scotches have you had tonight, Shan? <laughs> <laughs> what scotches? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, moving right along, it's time for pregame pep talk. Pregame pep talk. So, 7.50pm Friday night at Etihad, Carlton takes on Geelong. The Cats look to be clearly in the top three, but would like to keep their momentum going, whilst Carlton would like to continue to shape the finals, and we'll be making sure that, that Geelong have to earn the win if they are to get it. So, folks, um, how do we see this panning out? Yeah, look, I, I think if we can bring our intensity and effort for four quarters again, like we have been showing over the last three weeks, so I think we can take it up to Geelong. Look, I'm not, I'm not really expecting us to to get over the top of them with sort of all the injuries that you know we've got, uh, and they'll they're still fighting for a, a top top four position. Um, look, I think it'll be a good game. Geelong really have never sort of taken us to the cleaners as such, and I think you know with only three weeks to go, I think we'll really want to make a statement and and just play some good footy, particularly on a big stage on Friday night. Um, I hope Sheehan stays in. He was really good on on Saturday against Gold Coast. Um, I'd like to see Cripps get a game, please get a game. Um, <laughs> Are so, you going to make a sign for him? <laughs> no, I'll just text him before the game. Oh, right. Illy Cripps, <laughs> Illy. <laughs> well, Hang on, you'll be you'll be one of the ones running out, running out, holding the player's hand through the banner. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I will be. Yes, I will. So, <laughs> so uh, look, I, I I just hope for a fourth quarter effort. I I just don't think we're good enough. Um, and I think maybe if we can, if Geelong are, you know, say a goal, a goal, a, a goal a quarter better than us, then. Somewhere between a three and four goal loss 
wouldn't be terrible. Um, as long as we have intensity and effort and we, we play as close to four quarters as we can, I'll be happy. No, we can win. We can win. We almost won last time. And this time we'll be mad about that. Yep. And I think we'll be out with a point to prove. We've been playing much better footy in the last couple of weeks than we were in the weeks leading up to the game against Geelong. So let's win, guys. I'm saying one goal. Go us. Absolutely. Boom. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with Mebby because, um, oh, well, basically for exactly the same reasons. We had a great game against them realistically not that long ago. Um, I know we've got a couple of outs, but they might as well. Stevie J might be out, which um, would make our midfield matchups um, a whole lot better. Um, as much as you hate seeing champions out of the game, um, that would that's a great um, plus for us. I would love to see us go in there, Caswell kick two or three, um, Wait kick another four or five, and uh, Menzel... Love to see him in there having a great game. So, you know, it's going to be... He's due for one. Yeah, he is. Um, But I think we're well in with a chance. I mean, just common sense would tell you it wasn't that long ago that we we pushed them right to the last minute of the game before they sort of won. Um, Why why can't we do that again? And we're in good form at the moment. So, yeah, looking forward to the game. I think we will win by 10 goals. Whoa! Oh, All right, happy dude. Come on. Yeah, yeah, look, look, we, we do match up on them pretty well. Um, they did, they did get over the top of us in the dying moments of the game we played against them. Fremantle got over us in the in the last minutes of play, and Fremantle almost got over Geelong with a kick after the siren. Those three teams are matching up very, very well, and um, and, and it seems that um, they can't really get away from each other. So. I don't see any reason for Geelong to be a quarter, a goal or quarter better than us. Um, I think it'll help if Yaron is available um, because we do need um, a fast defensive player with the uh, the likes of Motlop, who's in, in very good form for Geelong, you know, and um, and the way um, uh, uh, Christensen and the other small players um, for the Cats are sort of uh, getting a bit of the ball. But um, yeah, um, overall Geelong aren't. They're not an overly quick team, and um, I, I think we have our midfielders can compete pretty well with them. You know, especially when you when you look at when you look at the form of Judd Murphy and Gibbs at the moment, our our, our midfield's as good as anybody. All right, folks. I think uh, I think we've said enough tonight. Um, uh, well, I think we've covered a lot of grounds and. It's that time of the week again, so uh, I'll say goodnight to Mebby. Goodnight, everyone. Go Blues. HBF. Goodnight, everybody. And Shandong. Good night, everybody. Love you, bye. <laughs> oh, we love you too, Shandong. <laughs> <laughs> Could have waited, waited until after the podcast ended. <laughs> goodnight, everybody. Go Blues. Goodnight. Goodnight.